Hello, and welcome to another episode of Edgeguard, a podcast that takes a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. With me today, as always, is my good friend Blake. Hello, Blake. Hey, Hey, how's it going, man? Hey. Uh, Blake's with me today because we're talking about uh, yet another game. This one is called um, Story Seeker, and I'm just going to apologize in advance for the forthcoming incorrect pronunciation of the creator's name. But it's Miles Ayala or Ayala. I'm not sure how that's pronounced. Um, maybe I'll figure it out and correct it in a future episode. But uh, this game, Story Seeker, is billed as a like a pure exploration game. Like the only mechanic is exploration. Um, you play as a little bird man, I guess, bird human. It reminded me of like a like a um, Renaissance era Italian doctor with the bird mask. Oh, like the know? plague doctor masks. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, plague yeah. doctor mask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's and, yeah. I see that. It's a, I I didn't see it as well. I don't think I, that's actually what it is. At the time, kind of I didn't see like. it as something that dark. But there is that like weird subplot of like the some sort of poison nuclear waste catastrophe type thing. There's a lot of subplots and this yeah. game is kind of all subplots. It is. It's I mean, it's called Story Seeker uh and it it literally is just kind of you wandering around seeking out mm-hmm. little bits Stories. of information. Yeah, so so you're this little this little beak dude and you start in this little like bedroom or something like that. Um and there's a few things in the room and it's like one of them is uh like a bundle of maps but all the maps are missing or something like that. And then you can walk out of the room. Turns out the walls are not really there. And then you're just in this huge, like, fantasy world. Uh, You can move in any direction. And you just kind of, like, find things. um, And try to, I mean... Find stories. Seek for stories. Um, Wow. And the closest thing to, like, an actual, like, completable mechanic... Um, you could honestly play the game without noticing this, but there are these like obelisks or like statues or something that when you pillars, pillars, yeah. And when you run into them, they, they have some text that shows up. Um, and if you run into enough of them, you realize that like you, something happens if you find all of them, eventually you find this temple. There are these little glowing runes on the floor that correspond to the, there are 12 obelisks. And if Mm -hmm. you find all 12 of the obelisks, it opens a door that leads to like a, a special area that you can only get to if you do that. But other yeah. than that, it's pretty much like just really just exploration. You just walk around, yeah. you encounter strange characters, uh, very surreal looking, colorful scenes, and uh, try to figure out what exactly happened to this world. Yeah, and you, you just kind of, you don't, there's no way to interact with anything. You just walk around, and when you walk no, close yeah. enough to things, then text will appear mm-hmm. above or near it and kind of give you a little like flavor for, for what's happening. And there's kind of a lot happening. I feel like if you examine this game, like really, really closely, then you could probably sort of intuit a holistic notion mm-hmm. of what's happening. But I think so the, the end game, I guess, once you've gotten all 12 of the obelisks and go into like the final area is kind of, implied to me that like you're seeing this world at 
a bunch of different points in time all together because it's like, ah, the time in this world is broken. Yeah. That's, it's not super clear. I mean, it's, uh, first of all, I think it's open to interpretation, but secondly, it just, uh, it's, it doesn't really explain itself. You just sort of go Mm -hmm. into this room. It's like a big clockwork room and there are these little sprite guys that are like, ah, time is broken in this world. What's happened? Is anything going on down there? Are people moving around? And then (laughs) it says like, oh, they are, that's bad. And it's like, okay. So I guess my, my thought was either the, whatever is causing time to stop is also what's causing the trouble in this world or that like the different areas you're walking through are supposed to be like the parts of this world trapped in different eras of time. But I don't know. It's, Again, like I said, this is all kind of me just yeah. filling in blanks. I, I think, I mean, yeah, it is the the most like explicit explanation you get for what happened to this world is that there's some something wrong with time, um, mm-hmm. uh, and then in I, I guess in some of the like little side stories that you encounter, uh, they some of them are a little like literally a little more explicit about like what has happened in this story, like. And one, you you figure out that there were like these giants that were attacking the city, and they created some sort of like weapon to fight them, and it like destroyed their land. In another mm-hmm. one, there's these people who are like travelers trying to find a better land. In another mm-hmm. one, there's these people who are trying to appease the serpents. And <laughs> I thought the they were amusing. No weird. I, like, yeah, I didn't understand. Like, that. Just like ah, the serpents are benevolent masters. And then yeah. there's that one dude that's like, like we must collect food to appease the serpents. And you're like, oh man, these serpents must really be horrible. And then it's just like a big snake and a guy with like a pile of food and a snake made of wood. And he's like, he's like snakes like effigies, right? Yeah, that one I loved. I was gonna ask you about that guy. I thought that guy was super funny. He's just like. Like he it's didn't like, yeah. know how to properly appease his snake overlords. He was like large, large benevolent creatures that are <laughs> ruling over us in some way must like effigies of them. Right. <laughs> you know, if yeah. I, if I were like, you know, if I had never given tribute to overlords before and I was doing it for the first time, I can see how you might think like, Oh, effigies. That's the way to go. I must make it, but out of wood <laughs> to please it. Uh, I was thinking when I was playing this game that it would be really cool to see a like just really big uh like full scrollable image of the whole like map. Mm-hmm. Um well at the end of the game you are presented with what the map actually looks like cuz we we haven't wait, touched what? on Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh dude, you, I so I only got 9 of the obelisks and then I looked up a video of someone getting the other 3. Oh, because, you weenie. Oh, dude, I didn't know that you got to see the I, whole thing. Oh, I spent man. like the last 30. I can. I took a picture of it with my phone. I can send it to you. <laughs> oh, good. You should. I want to see <laughs> but, it. But I spent the last. Yeah, because once you see it, you'll be like, what? Because uh, I spent like probably an extra 30 minutes trying to find the last obelisk, obelisk? thing. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a little bit of a, of a struggle to yeah. find the last one. What was the last one you hadn't found? The last one I found was one that's like in a little like lake, but it's a lake that's surrounded by cliffs. So you have to like go way around and swim uh, up a river to get to it. I don't think yeah. I ever got that one. Yeah. So I walked past it like a billion times without realizing that there was one of the obelisks in there. Uh, and then uh, there totally was. Yeah. 
I was I was a little bit peeved because I kind of scoured the world and one of the things that's hardest about this game is like since it's a a 2d i guess it's not quite 2d it's like a fixed perspective yeah i guess it is 2d it's a fixed perspective but it creates the illusion of 3d in certain places by like yeah you can walk in front and behind stuff yeah yeah but um the the actual viewport that you can like the amount of the world that you can see is like pretty limited oh yeah uh and also probably most interestingly the map like you never walk and hit an invisible wall no Uh, loops the map loops around you like pac-man or whatever um which i did it it took me quite a a while to realize Mm -hmm. and so at first the world just seemed massive because i just like kept walking and i think what happened is i wasn't walking in a straight line i was just like kind of walking diagonally so i just happened to like take the longest way till i wrapped around and it's like wait i saw wait this is next to that oh my god this thing loops around oh Uh, wow yeah yeah i mean it does a good job of like like the loops it it doesn't feel super abrupt like Mm -mm. you you keep going and you back to where you started and you're like wait a minute like the first time i had something similar like the first time i did walk in a straight line at first but even then i was Mm -hmm. like whoa i've seen this before um yeah yeah. uh and another thing that kind of causes that is you can't go back into the room um at a certain point it wasn't so i walked out of the room i was able to walk back in Mm -hmm. but then I'm not sure how far you have to get away before the room disappears, but eventually does, right? Uh, I assume so. I never saw it again. I walked out of it and then never saw it again. So I assume it goes away once you get far enough away or yeah, something. Yeah. Um, but if if the map, if you look at the map, I actually, actually texted it to you. Oh, nice. Um, but uh, if you look at the map, it like there's a little X where the where you start. I'm pretty sure there is. Maybe maybe not. But um, oh, nice. But oh, yeah, that's not what I expected. Yeah, right? Like, you see this map, and you're like, oh, that's what it looks like? That's crazy. Like, I yeah, I don't know. I guess my thought the whole time was, like, that it was probably, like, square, but it's definitely not. It's, like, just kind of a big rectangle. Wait, what's this but, big silhouette of a dude on the, like, north shore? North shore. That's the big giant. Did you not talk to him? I don't know that I did. That's the last giant. That's literally the first thing I saw, because that's, like, oh, straight really? north of where you start. And you just like walk north and there's this big giant standing on a beach and he's just like, he's like, I should have left here or I should have left with all the others. I should have uh, let the cold take me. Uh, what did he, uh, what does he say? The, the people, the people in the city were inspired by me, but they shouldn't have been. Uh, it was bad. And so I, I don't know the implication I got. Cause the, you also find this like ruined city where they're yes. like, t- they talk a lot about how they like fought the giants and they built a knight to fight the giants, which also I'm pretty sure I know what the knight is as well. But basically uh, what seems like happened is there was like a clash between the giants and these little people and the little people killed most of the giants except for this one. But then the one is still there, but then there's also this whole thing about the cold coming in and like the cold is Mm-hmm. causing a lot of trouble yeah. but I mean, then like they're, they're after all, the go ahead i was just to say it seems like they're not all of the catastrophes facing this world are necessary i mean maybe they all are linked in some abstract way but mm-hmm. there do seem to be like distinct catastrophes like distinct terrible things happening yeah um, and there's kind of like you can see the impacts of like the different 
catastrophes in different places because there's like yeah. the the you'll see like the refugees uh, yes. who are like looking for a new place to live and then or they the found ghosts. a new place to live that called New Home. Yes. And so I'm pretty sure that's the night because if you look, New Home is built on the back of a giant like dead person looking thing. Oh, you think that's the night? I assumed that was a the corpse of a giant. But I guess See, at first I thought it was the corpse of a giant, but then if you look like all the giants that are like up against the walls of the town have skeletons and mm. this one looks like it's made of stone and mm. it has like a gem for an eyeball. Yeah, that makes more um, sense. But anyway, this is sort of a And you know what? Uh, now that I think about it, you encounter that guy on the top of a mountain. Yes, who has the other eyeball. Who's got the other eyeball? And does he say it's the night's eye? No, he just says like I have the the eye. The eye or something like that. Mm. But, um, so that's, that sort of like leads me to another point. There's something that's interesting. It's like this world is like kind of big and spread apart, but there's like little hints of the connections between disparate areas in the world. Yeah. Like, uh, like that they're the eyeball that's like from the night because the mm-hmm. night is missing an eyeball. And then you find a strange man on the tippy top of a mountain. That's just guarding yes. a gem that he refers to as the eye. And then there's like, I remember I specifically, uh, remember because I like got to this town and it's like ah my child left to study why the world is so cold oh yeah and like that. and like 20 minutes earlier I had been in the cold area and there's like mm-hmm. a little yeah. scientist guy standing out there trying to figure out what's going on hanging out with all the penguins yeah um, another moment that that just reminded me of is you you talk to those mushrooms in the cave did you ever encounter those yes. dudes? Yeah, the guys yeah. behind the waterfall. Yeah, which is I like a classic video game. I was walking, yeah. there's a waterfall. I like accidentally walked behind the waterfall. I was like, ah, yep, oh, nice. I did the same thing. There's got to be a place behind the waterfall. There always is. Mm-hmm. But um, the I don't know if you noticed this, but in one of the towns, I don't remember which one, maybe it was New Home, someone is mm-hmm. selling shrooms. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it's like, what? You've seen bigger shrooms? <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah. Think, I think the idea is, is he selling like these sentient shrooms to eat that's dark oh so i didn't interpret those people in the shroom cave to be shrooms they look like are they mushroom people they look like so what they look like to me visually is a human skeleton trapped inside a mushroom oh yeah you're right but i don't know that that's what they are i don't know i have no idea what they are but that's what when i look at them it looks like a skull in a mushroom hmm yeah, you're kind of right. It looks like a skull with like a spine, a little arms, like a mushroom shape. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. I just thought they were like little rock people hanging out in the glowy mushroom cave. But there's there might be some. Uh, yeah. Well, because at another to- point they say there's a sign. I don't actually remember where I saw this, but you see something that says mushrooms. There's a nice cave behind the waterfall. Yeah, I mean it's right can... by the it's right by the Oh, the is it waterfall. right there? Okay. Yeah, it's like over to the right yeah. a little bit. So that's how I knew they were mushrooms because it says like mm. mushrooms it's too cold for you. Go into the cave or whatever. Oh, I thought it just said like a safe place with mushroom. mushrooms. Oh, with mushrooms? I, I thought it was four mushrooms. It right? might be it might have said four mushrooms. I just thought it was like safe place with mushrooms and those guys were like, "All right, we're going to hang out here and eat mushrooms." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think they are shroom people. Yeah, that makes sense. That's kind of dark. So that, that actually uh, sort of uh, brings me to another thing about this game, which is that it has like, I don't know. I feel like the text is either operating on hints about a like the destruction or like uh, despair of this world and then like moments of levity. Like yeah. the guy being like, oh, check out this effigy. 
Uh, but uh-huh. then like his friends are all like, ah, we must toil in the mines to appease these snakes. And then like, yeah, ah, there's horrible gunk leaking out everywhere and you can't touch it. And then just like, oh, there's a dog frozen in the ice. But if you pet him, <laughs> then his owner will thank you for petting him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that this game, it's the like different moods that it has is I would say like quirky humor mm-hmm. or let me even absurd humor. Um, then like kind of post catastrophe, like melancholy, like everyone mm. is like the disaster is over and everyone's picking up the pieces and they're kind of sad. And yeah. then just like strange, surreal sense of discovery. Yeah. And it's like, it yeah. kind of moves between those three modes. Yeah. You actually, so you brought up that it's like after catastrophe people kind of like trying to pick up the pieces and like yeah it's not quite like apocalyptic level but it's like things are very different and people have to live differently now and that actually reminds me yeah. of like one of my favorite games we, we talked about it a little bit in like our very very first episode legends of Zelda: breath of the wild yes i knew it i was uh, even and, there is something like i that comparison in like a tonal way really i had that same impression even though i haven't played a ton of breath of the wild i was uh, like this kind of feels like oh, that's interesting. Similar, because I kind of thought it was just at like the front of my mind because I've been playing that game a lot because I bought the DLC recently. But oh, yeah, yeah, it's like that. It's a similar thing where like in Breath of the Wild, you're a hundred years after this sort of like cataclysmic destruction yeah. of the world, and like people have rebuilt and they're continuing to live, but still most of the world is abandoned. Yeah. Uh, but then there are like little pockets of people with like hope and sort of living their lives normally. Uh, and as you come along, they're kind of like, oh yeah, this world they're, they they've kind of moved on. It's not like, ah, help us. Yeah. We need a hero to save us. It's like, this is the world we live in. The heroes that were supposed to save us failed. And I don't know. I, that's one of the things I love about that game. So the fact that this game also, uh, would do that and not present it just as like, ah, everything's, everyone's dead and gone, but also, but just like, we're trying to, we're doing our best and also yeah, there can be levity. On. Yeah, there can be yeah. levity and hope in this. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think that the both games, and just any kind of a mood way are are similar. I mean, obviously, big differences between the games. But oh um, yeah, for sure. Um, so on the on the topic of like the way that this game, um, like, does exploration. Um, mm. one thing that I really liked about this game was uh, it's this is kind of related to what you're saying about how you revisit like themes and stories later on, like you see the mushrooms in one place and then you talk to a person who mm. is selling mushrooms later. But like, um, I'm not sure if you had this experience, but you like in, when you encounter the same place twice, mm-hmm. um, it like when you have more information about the world, you start to see it in a different like perspective and it like, mm. it sort of fits into the whole picture once you revisit it. Mm. Um, I had a really like explicit moment of this when I walked across new home, the first time and i i somehow missed the guy who says this is a nice home even though it's built on top of a butt yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> so i i talked to everyone in town except for that guy it was just like a very mm. fortunate coincidence and then i'm walking around and i learn about the this is like very beginning when i was first playing i didn't even realize that the world was circular yet mm. and i like um 
I was, uh, so I figured out about like the giant war and the, there were these giants, people fought the giants. And then I, I stumbled back on this village. I was like, oh, I'm back in the village. And then I, I talked to the guy and he was like, it's a nice village, even though it's on top of a butt. And I was like, what? what? And then I like, what? I walked around a little bit. I was like, oh my God, I didn't even notice that this city is shaped like a person. And, uh, and then I was like, oh, it's probably from the giant war. And it was just this great moment of like revisiting the same thing twice and like mm. totally seeing it in a different light. See, that's interesting because I stumbled into New Home by following the giant footsteps that led to it from the other way. So it's like from the village or from the like destroyed city where the giant battle is supposed to have happened. If you, they're like giant yeah. sets of footprints and you follow them to, and you eventually get to the fallen, the dude who's fallen in the swamp mm-hmm. and, uh, you stand on his butt and talk to a guy about how he lives <laughs> on a butt. But uh, that actually reminded me of another thing that sort of played back into this whole, like people are rebuilding, but they're still kind of realistic about it is like when you talk to people at new home, they're like, ah, we found a place to stay. Finally, it won't last forever. Eventually it will also be swallowed by the swamp because the, oh. the giant corpse has like fallen face yeah, first in yeah. like the swamp. And so they're like, they're like, yeah, it won't be our home forever, but for now it's it works. better than anything else we've got. Yeah. Which, yeah, again, is kind of like, uh, unpleasant, but not hopeless. Yeah. It's um, like, this is unfortunate, but you know, we'll make it work. We'll, we'll live on a butt. It's better than living nowhere. <laughs> hey man, sometimes you got to live on a butt. That's just, uh, that's just the facts of life. <laughs> yeah. My that mother was- told me that when I was a child. Mm, that's that's interesting advice you were given there someday son you just have to live on a butt (laughs) that was the most like i don't know there were very few moments in the game that just felt like like this is just a joke like the main purpose of the sentence is a joke and that was one of them there weren't a ton of those yeah i laughed i (laughs) it's like what yeah, there's definitely that, and then, like, the signs that are, like, beware of ghosts, and then, like, ten feet away from it, be kind to the ghosts. <laughs> Just like, yeah. all right. I like um, the the signs, so that's kind of a genre thing from uh, games as well, like, signs that have, like, a little bit more personality than you expect this sign to have. I feel like mm-hmm. in um, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, the signs are kind of that way. Like, some of them... Mm. It, it feels like they were written by a person. They're not just like information on a sign. And then yeah. there's a great moment in this game when yeah. you see all the signs and you run into the guy who's planting all the signs in the ground. And he's like, oh, did you find my signs? I hope you liked them. I was trying to be helpful. And it's like, it's oh, that's like, nice. Ah, what a nice guy. Yeah, it's just, just trying to help people around, out. P- putting down signs. What a, what, a, what a friendly, friendly young man. What a pal. Um. Yeah, was there yeah. anything else about his? I didn't find any like other information about that dude's story. I wasn't uh, sure if there was any. Not as far as I know. Uh, I wouldn't, though, considering the nature of this game, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, I feel like this is one of those games where, like, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, in the creator's mind there exists connection between every single character on the map and every single other character. It's yeah. like that guy's family lives in new home and they're this guy, this guy and this guy, and they'll talk to you <laughs> about this. And if you talk to this other guy in this other place, then you'd know that these people are related to the sign guy. And like, I don't know. I, I feel like even though it's a, a relatively short game, it kind of has that feeling of like being a well-realized world that like, I don't know. I feel like a lot yeah, of it does. 
sometimes the tendency in game worlds is to be like, hey, we came up with this whole crazy game world with all these weird specific details, and we're going to like spout them all off at, off at you because it's so cool. Yeah, uh, we're going to put and then, them in books, and they're going to be everywhere you walk. We're yeah, and then books. other... And in, then in other games, all that stuff clearly exists and is thought out by someone, but it's never explicitly stated in the game. It's mm-hmm. all kind of just like tucked away in corners or maybe even it doesn't exist like tangibly in the game. It's just not quite a feeling like it just exists in the creator's head and it uh, it sort of informed decisions that uh, in throughout the rest of the game that so it's like integral to the game being the way it is and the world of the game being the way it is, yeah, it is yeah. but never actually something that the player can like read that says like the sign guy's mom lives in new home and she looks like this <laughs> and she sells you mushrooms and those mushrooms are actually people. The mushrooms are yeah. people. <laughs> that would definitely, I definitely prefer in an exploration game anyways, uh, the, the mode that this one does where it's like, mm. where it's like, stories are are hinted at are implied uh and i don't know if you like ran into a character who just like gave you this pages long explanation about the history i think a lot of the magic of this game would be lost yeah for sure uh and also i feel like it's it has enough like weirdness that like trying to explain it explicitly would just be like what like uh, i want to talk about the weasels jordan that's okay. So I didn't really get the weasels. I ran into them like two times, and I don't think I ever figured out what they oh, are dude. about. So like, so the first time I experienced them is like if you go, there's like one of the little refugee camps where there's like these guys that are like praising fire, and they're like, ah, fuck the cold, we like fire. And yes, then over over to the side of the village, there's like a guy standing next to some weasels, and he's like, the weasels come this time each year. Yes. So uh, I did encounter that dude and those weasels. Yeah. But uh, if you keep like so if you look like if you stand by those weasels, then you'll be able to see more weasels in the corner. And if you keep following the weasels, basically the weasels like weave their way through the forest and then they enter the water and swim out to this island. And then at this island, there are these little guys that dress up the weasels in robes and then the weasels start walking around on two legs and it like what the shit so the island where the the door is to the final area all the those are weasels that have become sentient because and like and like the little guys that run around that so there's like the bigger creatures and they're always surrounded by like 10 little guys the bigger ones are the weasels and the little guys like praise the weasels and are like the weasels are infinitely knowledgeable (laughs) <laughs> okay, I actually do remember that. It's for some reason. I think I must have encountered the the temple before I encountered the weasels. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. I, I just remember like not linking those two things in my head. It's like, oh, these yeah. are the weasels, and these are sentient weasels. When I saw the the robed weasels, I I was just like, oh, this is it's some kind of furry critter. creature. Huh. No, if you follow, like, that's how I found the, the temple area is by, um, like following, I was like, Oh, what are these weasels swimming in the ocean for? And then I followed where they were swimming to. And there's just like a little hut on a tiny Island. And on one side, you can see a weasel walking in. And then the other side, like on four legs. And then on the other side, it's walking around like anthropomorphic weasel. (laughs) It's like, what's going on in that tent? (laughs) Uh, I think it's interesting that that's how you encountered the temple because i followed the uh, sign that said temple of the door 
this mm. way because the, someone had mentioned the Temple of Door. I don't remember who. And then I saw the yeah. sign and I was like, ooh, I want to know what that is. That seems important. Huh. Oh, I remember what it was. One of the obelisks mentions the temple to you. Oh, okay. And then I saw the sign. I was like, ooh, I should go see what I that is. I saw the sign. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> it's Wait, me of a song. I mean, go right ahead. You can. Uh... <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt, right you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah the the weasels I wanna I wanna know what happens in that tent. Okay. Is there some sort of ritual? But I re- the the reason I brought up the weasels is I really don't want to know what happens in that tent. <laughs> I like that the what's, what goes on in the tent is a mystery that yeah. makes the weasels from you know walking around on four legs just being critters to being highly revered for their wisdom. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I mean, it is interesting that the weasels like also are like the stewards of this like like Temple of Time mm-hmm. thing where like the gears of creation run. So that's it seems like quite a responsibility yeah. that they've put on the weasels. And that the the Although apparently the weasels fucked it up since time is all broken. Well, maybe the weasels didn't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. I think I feel like not. the little the little uh, sprite guys that are inside the actual mechanism that you know once you open the door those are the guys that fucked it up mm. the weasels are just chilling i you know who i think fucked it up i think hmm. the uh the machine city people who made the world pink those you know yeah. the people who poisoned the, the world the ghosts Wait. really they're ghosts now well, yeah. So, so that's actually one thing that I didn't really figure out is what what's what what caused the spill? Was it the the battle with the giants that caused the spill? That was, was what it? I interpreted was that mm. the they built some dangerous chemical weapon uh in order to fight the giants because mm. one of the ghosts says we had to do it. We had to re- Held the giants or something like that. Yeah, but I thought that was in reference to the knight because they say like we built a knight to fight the giants. Maybe, mm. I mean, it could be both though. Um, Maybe the knight was powered by the goo. Ooh, okay, powered knight. Because I mean, if you look at the map that you sent me, the the like knight's footprints come straight from the machine city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I guess your interpretation that that's what they're talking about does make sense. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, again, I feel like this game is its sort of uh, meant to be a mystery. Um, so was your interpretation that the uh, the big ice dragon is who was freezing everything? Um, I did not have any theories about what was causing the cold. Oh, because... That one was not clear to me. Because a lot of the like little <clears throat> critters that are frozen in the ice will say, like, I can't believe he did this to me. And mm. then if so you wait, go... So the ice dragon is the... Wait, is it's that like the a big dragon? white dragon in the ocean above the icy area to the north of the icy area? Oh yeah, I guess that is a dragon. And if you go talk to that, if you go talk to him, he's like, "I want the world to be made of ice, an ice world." So oh, my that assumption seems to be his responsibility then. Yeah. What a jerk. Yeah. Why is he also, thinking about other people's needs? Yeah, but he's just not. He's just very inconsiderate. It is. You know, it's like the roommate that's always turning down the AC. Yeah, that son of a bitch. <laughs> um, what about the uh, the big like sea serpents that are like wives? 
and one of them's like, I'm out to get a snack for my wife. Then you go to the other one. It's like, oh, my wife's getting me a snack. Tell her I say thanks. And then you go back to the other one. It says like, ah, you you, you talk to my wife. I love her very much. Like, oh, I did not talk to the sea serpents. <laughs> Dude, it's awesome. It was like going along in the ocean. That was like one of the first things I saw. I was like, holy shit, that's a giant snake. And it's like, I'm getting snacks for my wife. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what? <laughs> yeah, at first I thought that those were the serpents. Uh, but yes, I, I did too. I realized that they were not because the... That's the serpents in the big green area. Yeah, they're just regular snakes, not large sea dragon things. Yeah, yeah there's a lot going on in this world. There's lots of, like, yeah. factions that- of critters. Yes. Yeah. There are, like, factions, like, competing organizations almost. That One thing I didn't notice until looking at this map that you sent me was mm-hmm. that the, uh, the, like, sea turtles, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like they, like, broke off from the ice glacier area hmm. are you looking at the map right now there's like a little yes. like divot sure yeah that looks like the sea turtles caused in there oh that could be true i didn't even think of that maybe they broke out of the yeah they were frozen glacier. and they broke yeah. out yeah 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 i believe it i buy and it go to be you know just out here i hmm. gotta see if there's anything else in this map that i missed so ghosts, sea serpents. Now this all looks. I somehow missed the uh, big giant on the north shore, which mm-hmm. seems big. I yeah. missed the Weasel Island. Weasel uh, Island. In the temple area. So what's this like? I don't know. It looks like a half crescent moon on the right yeah. side. Yeah. So so if you go over to that, there's like a. It it looks like it's some sort of uh, spell that is being cast to protect the uh, the temple from the goo. Because if you go over there, there's like a, a oh. enchanter guy who looks like he's summoning this protective spell, and then right on the other side is where the goo starts. Right. And there's another guy over there that's like. Uh. Ah, my friend has was brave enough to venture into the goo. I wonder if I'll, I'll ever see him again. Interesting. Do they call yeah. it the goo? I don't actually remember what they call it. Don't they call uh, it the pink? Yeah, they, like they refer to it as something as pink. I'm pretty <clears throat> sure they call it... Maybe not the goo. The spill, maybe? Yeah, the spill. That's what they call it. Okay. The spill. That's it. I huh. like goo, though. <laughs> the <laughs> it's goo. It's gooey looking. Yeah. It actually looked kind of tasty. It's like pink and blue That's and pink. Pink seems tasty to you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> looks like uh, it looks like it's brightly colored. It looks like candy. Yeah, I guess it's a little candy. I'd eat the goo. It's not what you think when you usually think like radioactive spill. No, I think it's the not Simpsons like cartoonishly glowing green fish yeah. with three eyeballs situation. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I just noticed on the map is there looks like there's some sort of face in the goo. You know what that is? Yeah, I assume it's i don't know i don't remember seeing that i don't either so I, I assume that it's something that when you're walking on it just seems like the ground but it's a, fu- a giant skull or something like that mm-hmm. it's a lot of that in this game just like stuff around it's like Whoa. yeah true oh what's this uh giant mouse cursor that's just north of a uh, new home whoa that's weird what a trip. God, you didn't bother to move your mouse cursor before taking the screenshot, dude. I wasn't thinking about it, man. (laughs) 
I'm just fucking with you. <clears throat> yeah, I, I noticed. Uh, well, uh, outside of fuck it with me, is there anything else about this game that you'd like to, uh, to touch on? Um, no, I think that's about it. Uh, it's not a very long game. Um, well, it depends so, on how determined you are to find all the that's things. That's true. You, you clearly had a, a longer experience than me because you <laughs> found all the obelisks. So, yeah. um, um, I actually, before we go, I really quickly wanted to talk about how like this game, um, it's, it feels like it was almost a challenge of someone to try and teach themselves, uh, like, I don't exactly know how you would call it in like 2D, but in 3D environments, like I know there's a lot of specific design that goes into like uh, sort of visual, like visually leading mm. the eye to places and like leading exploration by like, for example, like Breath of the Wild again does this really well where it's like there's a big ass mountain and your eye is sort of led to it by these like different things. I forget it has a name. I know I've like watched GDC talks. I feel like it's this is going to sound weird, but I feel like uh, they call them like boobies or something similar where it's just like big, (laughs) big things in the distance that your eyes are drawn to. I I'm I couldn't so that's I was trying to uh like find the GDC talk or whatever I had watched or read that uh like specifically called those out by name but <laughs> I couldn't find it. Yeah. I mean I know I I'm familiar with the concept I don't know what it's called but just like yeah like making the space design in such a way that you can lead the player's eyes in uh-huh. specific uh intentional ways. Yeah, and I think obviously I think, very important to spatial design. Yeah, I think this game did a pretty good job of that in like 2D. It seemed almost like yeah. someone trying to learn that for themselves. Like, all uh-huh. right, what do I need to like do to lead people to where I want them to go? I could see that. Like this is sort of like a experiment in testing out different ways of doing that. Yeah. And that sort of reminds me um one thing that this game does surprisingly well is even though when you look at the map it it doesn't fully map on to what you remember playing it um, but it does a pretty good job of like helping you create a cognitive map of how things relate to each other spatially like you know there's the footprints so you know oh, okay so new homes to the east there's like the um i don't know the goo so you know that okay the factory area is south of here like i i even though, like, normally having no game map, I just get instantly lost right away. After playing this for a while, although I didn't have, like, a perfect grasp of the area, I did have, like, a general sense of how important landmarks related to each other. Yeah, that's interesting that you bring that up, because I actually had a little bit of a hard time sometimes relating how things connect to each other simply because it, like, wrapped around. And I'm a person that has a really strong sense of direction in the real world, uh, oh, and a really? game like this kind of defies sense of direction because something isn't always east of the other thing. It's just yeah. Because so I should be clear. I don't mean that it was like easy to navigate. Like with absent of like the actual really memorable landmarks, like the footprints is an obvious one. Mm. Um, I did not have like a sense of like where things were. Like I, I had forgotten that the ice area was above the footprints for example Mm. but um but like there were some of those things like trails footprints snake 
overlords. <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, so this must be over here. If that makes sense. Sure, sure. But you, you did find yourself feeling like disoriented by the space? Um, not fully disoriented, but a little bit just like it kind of breaking my brain a little bit like, uh, bleh. Yeah. I mean, anyway. part of that I feel in a lot of like 2D games without maps, like Legend of Zelda, like Link to the Past Dungeons. Mm. Man, I just sometimes, something about 2D, it's just like your sense of direction does not work. Yeah, it, it, it can kind of mess you up because you don't have like, I, I guess you don't have as much spatial awareness because like space is just different than it is in real life or whatever. Yeah, um, definitely. But uh, I actually um, found the article that I was kind of uh, thinking about when I was thinking about uh, the sort of flow, how it like directs you from place to place. And it's actually fun fact, uh, a blog post by, uh, by none other than Robert Yang, who, Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll link it somewhere, but it's called open world level design, spatial composition and flow and breath of the wild. So it was kind of an analysis of some talks that the developers of breath of the wild gave, uh, sort of uh, breaking down how they like direct players to go places. And I feel like somewhere in this text, it mentions the like uh, whatever nickname game designers give these like things that I called boobies earlier. <laughs> I don't remember. It's something weird. It's like, it's like uh, nibbies or something. It's something strange. It'll be really uh, funny if it's not boobies and it's just like, that was what you had in your unconscious mind in my unconscious things mind, that, like things that draw like, the eye things <laughs> things that draw my eye to them and make me want to go to there uh go towards them <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, anyway i don't i would i would try and read this and listen to you at the same time but i know that i could only uh pay attention to one at a time so yeah yeah uh, i'm just gonna I'll say definitely check it out though because that is interesting yeah it, it's super interesting but uh other than that, I think I think that's uh, I think we've covered most of Story Seeker. Definitely everything I was uh, itching to to cover. Yeah, uh, we hit everything I was I was thinking about too. So I think then let's go ahead and announce the game for next week, which uh, a recommendation courtesy of Cameron Kunzelman, who we interviewed um, last episode. Not or last two, episode. Two episodes ago. Some, more than two. Some episodes ago. In um, a previous episode we interviewed, <laughs> yeah. uh, he recommended the game uh, Pillow of Stone to us, which is uh, described as an experiential music medley game about a man who escapes prison to give his daughter a teddy bear. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that'll be interesting. It looks different <laughs> it does look different i'm i'm really curious to see what an experiential music medley game yeah uh, we haven't really played any out. games that like include music as a mechanic yeah so, right we so should we should find a rhythm game i'm sure that like we should a lot of rhythm games rhythm games are kind of hard to do um i actually know this yeah. because one of our mutual friends who uh was in the same program that i was in uh, worked on a rhythm game for his senior capstone project. And so uh, I kind of got some insight into like how tough it is to make a rhythm game work. Uh, oh really? Yeah. It yeah. does seem like, like in like inexactness is would just really great. On oh yeah. 
because like you, you have to have none otherwise it'll just feel wrong yeah exactly and linking music that is playing to potentially variable frame rate or just code that is running yeah. is can be can be very uh very tricky i know like at one point huh. while they were making their game uh they considered only having one tempo of song or only having like a few different tempos that all the like music could be in uh so that they didn't have to try and create really? some algorithm yeah because it was like a uh, platformer so you had to be like jumping so yeah, the, i played it yeah yeah uh anyway um we should we should play more music games but first yeah. we're gonna play pillow we're gonna play stone pillow of stone uh, yes. And uh, until next week, when we talk about that, uh, we, we bid you adieu and ask yes. you to uh, follow us on Twitter Do at uh, what's the handle uh, at EdgeGuardCast. Great. Well, we will talk to you all later. 